everyone. Welcome back to Young and Wifed Up. This is Marcella. And I'm Gabby. And thanks for joining us this week for another episode. If you haven't already, check out youngandwifedup.com for all of the past episodes and our 2021 gift guide. Oh, that was quick. I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) Also, wait, I'm sorry. I spaced out. What did you just talk about? The website. Okay. Facebook group. Join our Facebook group. I don't know why I thought you already talked about the Facebook group. No, I'm not here right now. Um, yeah, you should totally join our Facebook group. We um have a lot of like inside scoop stuff about episodes that are coming up. Sometimes people get to kind of have an input on what we talk about and things like that. And also weekly threads. We have self promotion threads. We pray for each other. We give praise reports. The whole shebang. It's just a really nice community to be part of. So definitely check that out. Yes. Also, if you'd like to support us, you could buy us a coffee at buy buymeacoffee.com. <laughs> I was like, at what? literally called buy me at what? <laughs> You can also shop with our sponsors, Imperfect Foods, Earth Hero, and Covenant Eyes. You can also give our podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And you can share these episodes with your friends and family. Yeah. So, what have you been up to lately? Hmm. We've been reflecting mm-hmm. on the past year. Yes. Um, what have I been up to? Um, gosh, I'm trying to get back into, like, meal planning. I'm spending so Whoa. much time meal prepping and meal planning lately. It is... That is so relatable. <laughs> It feels like a chore right now. I'm yeah. trying to get to a place where I'm like enjoying it, but it's hard. No, it's it, hard. It's one of those things like if you oversimplify, then you're eating the same thing every day and you want to die. Totally. And then if you overcomplicate it, then you don't do it and then you end up eating out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's a lot of work like up front. I try to do yeah. all of like the meal prepping usually on Sundays because mm-hmm. then the food is nice and fresh for Monday or whatever. Yeah. And I always, you know... It's always like throughout the week, okay, I'm reaping the benefits of all the work that I put in for yeah. my Sunday meal prepping, but it's so much work. And I'm like, I just want to like lay down and just right. like, but then I know like Monday comes and it is frantic. So it's like a gift to my future self, the meal prepping. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work though. Anyway, what about you? How's teaching going? Um, you know, it's hard after a long holiday break to get my students back into a good routine. Oh, yeah. I've been, you know what I've been doing with them? Because we're still in January. I've been doing a looking back at their past year progress and then looking forward to their new goals. And that's really been beneficial. It's been opening up a lot of conversations with my students about Mm. their goals as a musician and stuff. And so honestly, like... That's something I really wish that my music teacher did with me um, or, or any teacher of any art, mm. um, because I feel like we don't often reflect on how happy we are with our progress unless somebody asks us. Yeah. Like, I don't sit and think about, like, was I happy with all the content I put out this year or was I happy with all the posts I made or the podcast episodes I made mm. or the the teaching, um, the recitals that I did yeah. and all the things that, that we put out that's our work. And so I really want them to get into a habit of reflection and goal setting because that's helpful for me as an individual. Yeah, totally. Um, 
And one thing like when it comes, you know, Ryan has this really good strategy when it comes to like goals for the new year. Instead of doing annual goals, he does quarterly goals, which the first time he did that, I thought he was really silly. I kind of made fun of him about it because I was like, that's dumb. (laughs) Like, who does that? But honestly, having goals for like the first second third and fourth portion of the year makes it so much more attainable totally and he actually accomplished most of his goals last year and i didn't accomplish any of them yeah because <laughs> then the, it like it gives you more it gives you of a, a reset to, like reassess yeah. like where you're at like do i need to like push this for like and your priorities change throughout they the do. year also yeah so it's almost silly to think like why wouldn't you right so he evaluating exactly so he doesn't like set the goals for every quarter in the beginning of the year he'll mm-hmm. like set it for the first quarter and then oh, when the second quarter comes then he'll set those ones and then so on and so forth so like yeah like you said like your goals and your priorities change over time Mm -hmm. and as life goes on and work and like just the seasons of life come and go yeah things that you thought were important to you in the beginning of the year just aren't as important in the middle yeah i remember last year like one of our goals was spending quality time without screens and we did it for like most of the year like half the year we did it once a week And we had a no screens date night and it was really good for our marriage and for our communication and just learning to enjoy each other without the screens. And then I hit a really hard season where I was in pain a lot and I needed the screen time. You know what Mm. I mean? Like I because when you don't have screen time, you have to think of other things to do (laughs) and that you can still sit. And do. And sit and enjoy one another's company. You know, and obviously we could read and do some casual things, but even that was like very mentally taxing for me at the time. So I felt sad and kind of discouraged that we stopped that weekly date night. Mm -hmm. But I'm honestly like so glad that we did it now. Like even only for that period of time. It wasn't for the whole year that I like I imagined it would be, but it was the perfect amount of time that the Lord knew that we needed to get ready for a really hard season. Right. That way, like when the hard season came, we weren't like not in, we weren't unified in fellowship with each other. Like we, we were ready for that storm to come Mm. because we had been cultivating our relationship deeper and deeper with each other. That's a good point. Yeah. And so even though it didn't carry on for the rest of the year, like, I'm still happy that it happened. And so I yeah. really like the idea of quarterly goals. And that's something that I'm trying to implement totally. myself. So yeah, one of the things that you've accomplished. Well, it's funny one because of, one of my quarterly goals <laughs> was to potty train my son. Yeah. So before we get into that, let's take a quick break. Marcella, guess what? What? Last night, I made our dinner entirely out of incredible food that could have been thrown out as waste and headed to the landfill. No way. How? Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is a weekly grocery delivery service on a mission to build a better, less wasteful food system. They offer a full lineup of sustainable, affordable groceries that make the weekly tour of grocery shopping an effortless and delightful experience. Imperfect Foods partners with food suppliers, farmers, and small businesses to ensure that delicious food goes into our pantries and instead of the landfill. I feel like you started that sentence really weird. I did. Anyway, you guys have got to try it. Get $20 off your first Imperfect Foods delivery by using our link at youngandwifedup.com. Get it. Okay, (laughs) 
this is an intense subject to talk I'm about. I'm turning off my iPad now because I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> I mean, you were kind of part of the process. I was, but I have no advice to give other than listen to what the mom says if you're helping potty train. <laughs> Just be there. Be the support. Be there. Um, I'm going to try to give kind of a balanced honestly i can't call my i'm not a professional i'm not like you're just a, a mom I'm trying to potty, potty train, train a toddler expert or a <laughs> consultant or anything like because they're out there believe yeah, me right um but this is just like kind of what i noticed off of my own research and then also just by experience from potty training my two-year-old son seth and he's been potty trained now for a month and a half potty trained that means potty finished Dunzo. Except naps and night times i'm still kind of navigating that right because he's still in but when he's but when he's conscious he's potty trained <laughs> yes when he is awake and alert <laughs> he goes on the potty the yeah. only time that he's had accidents recently is because it's at fault of one of us not, not paying getting attention to him soon yeah. enough to like help him because he's not tall enough to sit he sits on the big potty and he's not tall enough to climb up there himself. So sometimes he's like standing there like. Ah, ah. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> and we're like, whatever. It's just Seth like being Seth. And then we like turn around. And he's like, I peed myself. Oh, no, poor baby. And then I just feel bad. It's not his fault. Anyway. Okay. So I'm going to just to it. try to like run through this and not like go off of tangents and explain too much. You can obviously go out and do your own research, which is one of the things I'm going to encourage. Um, but first thing I want to talk about is when to start. So there are a couple factors that play into when you should start potty training. One is based off of their age and also when they're showing what's called signs of potty training readiness. So I'm just going to like, I'm sorry, I'm like looking at my phone, but I have to like keep to my points here. Um, so signs of readiness, they're able to follow basic instructions and commands, um, they can walk or slowly run on their own with stability. So I would not suggest doing this if your kid just started walking and they're still just kind of like wobbling around. Like they're technically walking, but you know, like they, they're falling a lot. Like they're still pretty clumsy. Um, they're showing an interest in using the potty. They hate having a dirty diaper and they complain about it. Um, they hide while going to the potty, um, or they hide while they're going potty in their diaper or they like want privacy. I know like Seth would do that a lot. Mm -hmm. He would like hide under the table. And that's one thing we noticed the first day of potty training him, he would hide under the table to go pee. You'd have <laughs> yeah. to like dive for him, like literally dive under the table to, to grab get him. him before he started peeing on the floor. <laughs> anyway, um, Which he where did was a few that? Times. He did many times, more yeah. more than a few times for sure. Um, they want to mimic adults' actions, so they want to, you know, like sometimes you know you their kid wants to, you know brush their hair or like they're doing things that they see you normally doing on a daily basis they kind of like want to do the same thing that you're doing um they communicate before they're about to go or while they're going so i know seth would like tell us like when he was like going poop he'd go like eh. and he would like kind of like point to his bottom and just be like something's he would feel something's happening down there he just <laughs> doesn't know what um stays dry for longer periods during the day they're waking up dry from naps or overnight. Um, so that's kind of like the signs of readiness. Now, from everything I was reading, most children are physiologically ready at 18 months, which means they have enough bladder control by that point 
um, or bowel control to be able to go longer stints during the day without like going in their diaper. When they're really little, they have no bladder control. They're just peeing so much. You just, there's just no way to like potty train like a six month old, you know? Right. Um, but most children possess the social, emotional, and communication skills for better potty training success between 22 and 24 months. So even though your kid might be like, their body is ready at 18 months, they may not be like mentally socially ready. or yeah. emotionally ready for that process until a little bit later on. Um, so you kind of have to, it's, it's all just based off of watching your child, knowing those things to look for. And then figuring out what's just going to be best for them and also best for your family as a whole mm. because it's a it's a whole family effort, essentially. It affects the whole family when you're having to go through this process. Some kids pick it up like that. Like there's like one day potty training methods where it's That's just crazy. like it's like potty training, <laughs> like one day boot camp, like boot camp essentially. Yeah. And some kids, they just like they just get it. And then other kids, they just they're slow and steady and they just take a little bit longer. And that's fine. Like the 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 whole goal, if you're if you're at the end point that, OK, my kid is now potty trained. That's really all that matters. And it's it's hard to keep that mentality when you're in the middle of it. And you're just like, oh, why can't they just like get it? You know, but yeah. eventually it'll click. Um, And that's really encouraging. Um. Now, on the opposite end, some causes of concern for late potty training. Um, so there's like a flip side to like starting too late on potty training, which too late would be, I think, from the research I was doing is like beyond 28 months old. Um, there's more likely to be a power struggle because they're older and mm. have more opinions now. Um, they may be more resistant to change and they're more set in their routine. I mean, I can't even imagine you've been going in your diaper for. Three years. Almost three years <laughs> yeah. of your life. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're being told not to. That's yeah, kind of insane. It's very confusing. Um, it's super confusing. And they're not as motivated by pleasing their parents, but they're more motivated only if there is something in it for them. So when they're mm. around like two years old, they just, they want to make mom and dad happy. You know, they want to yeah. do things. They want to please the parents or whatever. Please, you know, whatever guardian or caregiver. But when they get older, it's more like, okay, I'm only going to do this. Like, what's in it for me now? Like, what's the reward? What am I going to get? And so that's where you kind of end up with, like, the power struggles. Right. Um, and they can become possessive over diapers. I didn't know that that was a thing. Wow. <laughs> that is kind of crazy. <laughs> um, so there are also health risks in waiting to start potty training closer to three years old rather than two years old. And that can include things like incontinence. UTIs, mm. constipation, etc. And I'm not saying this to scare you like, oh my gosh, my child's like three and they're not potty trained yet. That's it's not to scare you, but it might be things to watch out for and maybe kind of kick things into gear. Yeah. And it might also be a reason if your child is having health issues and they're running into this this sort of thing frequently and you're not potty training them yet. That might be just something to look into. It's not a guarantee like, yeah, that's the reason why, but um, it is a factor from what I've read that that could be a reason um, hmm. to start at a certain age rather than later. OK, moving on, how to prepare yourself for potty training. So it, it's not even just about is my child ready? It's am I ready? Because let me tell you, it's going to take a toll. <laughs> if it's, it's, it's really rough. And like I said, with some kids, 
it might be easy breezy breezy they it just clicks within a day i've heard people they're like my son had one accident and he that was it like that's all it took was for him to have like one accident on the floor and he never like peed or pooped in, in his pants like ever again he just always went in the potty that's definitely something that happens but then there's also a lot of incidents where it's it just takes a while and it's uh yeah it's draining so research 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 look into the different methods of potty training i think the most common ones are like i said like slow and steady where they kind of slowly introduce like training pans or Mm. um and like the accidents just kind of happen sometimes they'll do diapers during one part of the day and then kind of you know they'll do one pure poop in the potty you know like per day or something and then it's just a, a weeks or months long process and sometimes that works for people The other most common one was a three-day method. This is kind of the one that I geared more towards with Seth with a little bit of tweaking on our part. And I'll kind of like go into that a little bit later. And there's even like a one-day method, which I was talking about was like potty training boot camp. And sometimes this works really well for kids. And then other times, you know, you just might need a little bit more time. Um, So looking up the different methods buying a potty get septic safe wipes um and underwear or training pants or like training underwear it's like underwear but there's like a little bit of padding in it so if they do have an accident it soaks up a little bit but it's not like a diaper right so they're still gonna be able to feel like if they're wet comfortable yeah yeah but it's not um it's not like as thin as like Mm -hmm. just regular it's like a fail safe yeah and then also consider a reward system This works really well for some kids. There is a lot of research that says like reward systems do work really well in cases like this for children that are around two years old, if that's when you're starting. But obviously, you got to look up things yourself and also basing off of like your kid's temperament or personality, you kind of know how they respond to certain reward systems probably by this age. Um, Okay. Now. When you decide to start, after you've kind of gone through that whole checklist and, like, gotten all of your stuff ready, um, have toys or books ready to keep them entertained while they're sitting on the potty. That was, like, one of the biggest things when we were potty training Seth to, like, get him to sit longer on the potty was... He did not want to stay there at first. No. It was very stressful. Mm-hmm. He did not He did not like sitting there and we're all staring at him like, okay, go pee. He's like the center of attention. And <laughs> it's like, he's still trying to figure things out. And it's boring, like sitting on the potty. It's like there's su- nothing to do. Guys, we take our phones and scroll on TikTok exactly. for a reason. <laughs> like who is actually just sitting there pooping? Not just me. Just sitting. Not that me. That sounds like toy yeah for an indefinite amount of time yeah so what we would do is we would kind of time we would have those things ready for him just to get him to sit longer on the potty and just get used to it now we don't do anything with him we just tell him go pee and he goes pee and that's it we don't have to bring books in or whatever sometimes if he's like really in the middle of something like playing with a toy and he's really concentrated. It's hard to get him to transition into, you know, let's try sitting on the potty. It's been, you know, an hour or two since you've gone. Let's just try yeah. now. So sometimes we'll tell him, okay, tell your toys. Be right back. Tell your toys. And he'll he'll kind of like wave at them as he's like walking away. <laughs> if, he's, if he's like 
really upset because he was just in the middle of something. I mean, that's hard to pull, you know, pull yourself away from something you're really into. We just tell him like, okay, just bring that one thing with you. And then we just kind of set it on the, on the bathroom sink and then sit him on the potty. And that usually kind of like gets him to calm down enough Mm -hmm. to go sit in the potty. Um, be prepared. Day one will be a disaster. Lots and lots and lots of accidents. A ton. So have your cleaning products, paper towels ready. Um, figure out where you're gonna like set your potty in the house. We kind of kept it in like a central location where he played he played the most often, which was in the dining room because we were having to still cook food and stuff, and we knew that that was probably the best location to keep it in. And then eventually we kind of moved it further away, and then eventually it was in the bathroom. And then we just took the little potty, like, on the floor away all together, and now he's just mm-hmm. sitting on the big potty. Um, let's see. <laughs> I just put prepare yourself. Mentally? <laughs> I think, Make sure you're yeah. in a good, like, mental space yeah. to do this. It was difficult for you this time because you had a newborn, and thankfully the first two days you had mom and I. Yeah. And then after that, Jed was home a couple days. Mm-mm. Or... I lit- I had... I had you had mom help-, help me on the first day. Yeah. And you then had I had mom and Jed on the Saturday. second day. Mm-hmm. And then I had Jed on Sunday. And then Monday, I was... Nobody. By myself. Yeah. So Eli was, like, eating all day throughout the day. So having to, like, navigate feeding Eli and then all of a sudden in the middle of me feeding Eli... Seth is, like, telling me he has to go pee. And then I'm, like, uh-oh. Like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. Try And then, like, I've got to take Eli off the boob. And then i got to set him on the bed. And then he's, like, screaming, crying. And then, like, I've got to put Seth on the potty. It was – it really got to me at a couple of points. Um, That was one of the things also when to start. Try not to start potty training around the same time as a big event. Like a new si- a new sibling or a big move or something. They usually say like a six to eight week buffer right. in between events is probably a good amount of time, which I was kind of talking about on my Instagram. I would have started him sooner, but I knew I was not in the right headspace yeah. to do that yet. Yeah. So even though Seth was ready, mm-hmm. I was not ready. And that's like, it has to be a team effort for your kids to not be like frustrated and you as well and everybody else in the household because it's just like i said a family yeah. a family affair um okay so now what we did as far as like what the days looked like when we started potty training with seth so i kind of like as um as it got closer to the day that we were going to start i kind of started to warn him like okay two more days and no more diapers or one more day tomorrow we're gonna start you know with Mm -hmm. no more diapers so even though he didn't really he didn't know like what exactly that entailed that he knew something was coming (laughs) because i kept telling him like no more diapers okay no more diapers (laughs) this much time so that first day i woke him up i took off his nighttime diaper and i told him okay no more diapers we're gonna be wearing big boy underwear now and we set everything up. We like put the little potty um, in the dining room, like I said, with a towel. It was Biola's toy, so he could still kind of like play around. It was like his normal like play area. So there was still something similar in his routine. Um, and then I pumped him full of water. 
I wanted to get juice because they say that's like they're going to drink a lot faster. So then they'll pee more, which gives them more opportunities to practice sitting on the potty. Mm -hmm. But we like we gave him a bunch of salty snacks, I think. We just kept giving him like crackers and stuff and he just wanted to keep drinking more water. And then um, the first part of the first day, we went completely bottomless. So he was just like naked boy from here down. Um, No underwear. No pants. I know some people say, oh. We kept it warm in there. Don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We had the heater on and everything, so it wasn't freezing. It was a little tush off. Um, So, and he had many accidents on the floor, and I wanted him to have an accident on the floor so that he could kind of, like, correlate Mm -hmm. what's happening with my body and then seeing visually. Oh, I felt something, and then I started some something started coming out like mm-hmm. like like pee started coming out um so he had a few accidents and at that point we were also kind of trying to figure out what his like pee and poop schedule was because it's hard when they have diapers you don't because yeah, you, you don't, don't know, know when it happening. happened unless yeah. you physically like see the diaper line turning blue or whatever you just don't know so that first day was also just like um figuring out what his like pee and poop schedule was i guess that way we knew when to start prompting him like hey let's go sit on the potty now or do you need to go potty at first i wouldn't ask him at all i would just let him go and then we were there with all the paper towels you know wiping up the floor thankfully it's all hardwood flooring in that area so we didn't have to like worry about carpet or like putting the pee pads down or anything like that i know some people talk about doing that um so anyway exhausting on the first day and then we noticed that we noticed that he was peeing, but then he wasn't noticing that he was peeing because it wasn't really getting on him. It was just going straight to the floor. And he was just like, that's different. <laughs> but he wasn't getting wet himself. So then we transitioned into, I think, after his um, his nap, which we put a pull up on him for his nap time, which is essentially like it's essentially a diaper. Like it's absorbent yeah. enough now that. The, the technology of the pull-ups now, it just feels like a diaper. So I don't know. It's It might just be a gimmick or I don't even know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then the second part of the first day, we decided to do pants and only pants. And they were somewhat loose just so that it was easy to kind of like, like pull them pants. off. Yeah, yeah, like sweats. Um, So we decided to do that. And then he started realizing because then it was like damp he and He didn't wet. like it. And he was like, yeah. he didn't like that he was peeing no. in his pants. Mm-hmm. So then he was kind of starting to correlate like, okay, I'm starting to go pee and now I need to go sit on the potty because I don't want this like wet stuff on me. Like that's not very comfortable. It's cold and like annoying. So that was like one click for him. And there were like several clicks that needed to happen like over the course of a couple of weeks. And I was talking about earlier how we opted for the three-day method. However, what the three-day method essentially entails is you sitting your child on the potty every 15 minutes for like three days straight, whether or not they have to go. The only issue with you prompting them instead of what they call self-prompting is now they're not really correlating I'm feeling something happening in my body, which means I need to go sit on the potty. They're just going off of, I'm sitting on the potty because mom told me to. Right. Not because they're listening to their body's like PQs, essentially. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted him to have accidents and for him to be able to kind of correlate 
what's happening here, being able to see it, and then also feeling it with the wetness in his pants. Um, so in that sense, because we weren't doing, okay, every 15 minutes, we're sitting you on the potty so you can go pee in the potty, regardless of whether you feel like you have to go pee or not. Sometimes that can backfire on people because then they do so good in that those three days because they were going pee like every 15 minutes and they were peeing on the potty every time. But then those three days end and they stop asking and the regular schedule or routine, um, goes back into effect, you can't be sitting your kid on the potty every 15 minutes. It's just not realistic. So then all of a sudden their kid's peeing in their pants because they weren't correlating their body's signs and what they were feeling to, I need to tell mom and dad to sit me on the potty. Now, there are some people who they kind of have like an in-between where they the parents won't tell them like, hey, let's go sit on the potty or do Mm -hmm. you need to go potty? But they'll give them a potty watch which apparently you can buy these on Amazon. So you can essentially, it's like a little digital watch and you they're small enough for toddlers and you place them on, on their wrist and you set it for, you know, maybe you're doing every 30 minutes because you notice that's about how often they're going. Um, you set it for like 30 minutes and then when it goes off, they're noticing it's going off and then they go and tell you. So it's like the, the timer mm. is prompting them to prompt you, that's if that cool. makes sense. Yeah. So um, I kind of thought about doing that. I was like, I'm going to see how Seth does with him just being able to tell us that he's going on his own. And eventually it clicked. It took a little while. I think like once we got kind of like um, like a week in. He was. A little bit more um, like aware of telling us sooner because most of the time it would be like seconds before he would start to go pee and then mm-hmm. he would realize and then it would just be too late. So um, and thankfully, I know a lot of people were were commenting like on posts that I was reading and everything like, oh, my kid is like afraid of pooping on the potty. <laughs> thankfully, Seth went poop on the potty the first day and I was like, I'm going to take that as a really big win because I know that was like a hurdle I was afraid of. But he did really good with that. So I don't really have any tips for like troubleshooting with stuff like that. Um, I think the whole process, um, not including naps and nighttime diapers, because like I said, we're still kind of, I'm still navigating like when to take those away because I want to make sure he is, um, staying more dry like overnight and during nap times, which he is like a handful of times, like during naps, he'll wake up and I'll change him. And I do the, I've been doing the training pants on him for the nap time and then the pull-ups on him for okay. nighttime. Yeah. Um, so we're still kind of figuring that out. But as far as like daytime potty training, mm-hmm. I think it probably once he just like actually really, really got it, it was probably a week and a half or two weeks that he was like consistently not having accidents anymore. And then after that, all of his accidents were, were because of us <laughs> and not because he like yeah. wasn't doing the right things or whatever or wasn't telling us or wasn't prompting us. So... That was kind of the process. I got a lot of my information, obviously, from, like, reading a lot of articles, um, forums, and threads. There was a specific Instagram account that was really, really helpful. And a lot of my friends who have asked me about, um, you know, they have kids kind of, like, a similar age. They're like, I want to start potty training, but I just, like, have no idea where to start. I've been kind of, like, pointing them over to this Instagram account. That was really helpful, very practical, and she also kind of goes through a lot of um, troubleshooting stuff. And her handle is 
um, potty training consultant. So we'll probably link that on the website. Um, But it was really helpful just if you have no idea like where to even start. And that's kind of where I was um, before we we got into it and just doing all the research. I just had no idea what to look for. Like, like how do how does anybody do this? Like, how does anyone approach this? And she just makes it really easy to understand. And like, if you just go through like her highlights, mm-hmm. um, she has like a ton of information about potty training and like troubleshooting and like when to start and like a- almost everything that I talked about, I kind of like went off of like the points that she makes um, on her profile. So I definitely recommend looking into her stuff. And I know some people like they recommended some books, but I was like, I have a newborn. I have a toddler. When do I have time to read? Like this a whole, whole book thing. On like I just, training. I just needed like a very summarized yeah. version. You need some principles to go off of. Yeah. Yes, and then I just kind of went off of that. So nice. that's pretty much the gist of what we did, and hopefully it gives you somewhere to start. Somewhere to start. Yeah. I mean, there's many different ways to go about it. Like I said, it's just going to be what's best for you and your family. And I know, like, roll your eyes. Like, I just, just tell me what to do. Like, just give me exactly what to do. And I wish I could, but I can't. I can just tell you, like, our own experience and um, how and it, pray that how it works it better. For you. I know. And who knows? Eli might be totally different. I know I was asking my mom, like, how it went between you and I. And she said, I I took a little bit faster, but that's because I wanted to do what she was doing. Yeah, you were watching me. I was watching mm-hmm. her and then it just made me more excited to like be potty trained essentially because yeah. you want to be like your older siblings. So I'm like hoping yeah. <laughs> maybe Eli will be the same way, yeah. but we'll see. Seth, Seth did really good though. He was a trooper for no, sure. No, he did. And also like if, if you're ever babysitting somebody that's mm. potty training – um, in the midst of it, when you have the child come over, show them where the potty is. Yeah. That's like kind of what I ended up doing the first time Seth came over and he was already potty trained and it was just me and him and Ryan. So I immediately, like the second he walked in the door, I'm like, let's go look at the potty. Yeah. <laughs> and I showed him and I was like, okay, like, yeah. this, you can tell me, you could tell Uncle Ryan. Right. And he understood. And then he did great. He he started walking like he would tell me as he's walking to the bathroom. Yeah. So that I lo- I I noticed when I was a preschool teacher because I taught three year olds and most of them had to be potty trained by that time. Yeah. Sometimes it's a requirement. They were re- required, into, but yeah. there was a few that were still kind of struggling. <laughs> and one of the things that I noticed is one they get really distracted, so they pee themselves. Yeah. Because they're so enthralled in what they're doing. So doing like a check in every once in a while. Oh, totally. That's one thing that the. Yeah. potty training consultant like instagram she talks about like there are appropriate times for you to prompt your child let's mm-hmm. go let's go pee let's go sit on the potty and one of the things was if you know they're about to start an activity That's that longer. they're gonna be like yeah. really concentrated on they might not notice or yeah. it might be really difficult to pull them away. So that's a good time to just like sit them on the potty or if you just kind of know their pee schedule by that point you know that, okay, their body's probably ready to go pee. Let's just, like, it's been a while. Let's go sit on the yeah. potty. As opposed to the prompting every 15 minutes, like I was yeah, talking about. Yeah, no, that was good. And also knowing, like, showing them where they're supposed to go. 
when they're not somewhere that they're used to going. Exactly. Yeah. That way they're not like, oh no, like, because we're not like, we think, oh, I need to go find somewhere to, to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But to them, they're like, I'm not home. Where's yeah, the bathroom? I don't know. I'm just going to pee right here. Yeah. So yeah. showing them where they can go when you're in a place, when you're spending like a good amount of time mm-hmm. somewhere that you don't usually go, mm-hmm. that way they have, they like, no, and Kids are smart. Like they Seth, are. You gotta give them more. You gotta credit. give them some more credit. And like, even if you're like, I don't know if my child understands. Like, just try it. Just try yeah. showing them and telling them who they can tell. You know, wherever they're, right. wherever they are. That way, you're at least giving them the opportunity to try. Exactly. And I yeah. think that'll minimize the accidents when you're not at home. Yeah, and I also think, um, like if somebody else is watching your kid transitioning them into the big potty sooner is going to be really the big toilet sooner is going to be really helpful the first time we had him over here we did bring our little potty Mm -hmm. but then after that so okay the one that we got it's actually okay (laughs) the initial potty that we got the guard was not high enough so he was just like straight shooting pee like <laughs> everywhere. <At> us. <laughs> so we were like holding bowls like to I try know. to catch it. It was miserable. My mom saved us all and bought this like potty on Amazon. I think it was like 35, 40 bucks or something. But the guard was high it. enough. Oh yeah, I yeah. should. Yeah. Super great. It's the one I keep sending to all my friends. Like, you need to get this potty, especially if you have boys. Mm-hmm. Um but what's cool about that potty is that it goes from like uh, an on the floor little potty to you can pull out an insert and then it kind of clips into your big potty and then you can kind and the guard oh the guard like separates from the smaller um like floor po- potty and you can still use it on the toilet one as yeah, well that's cool. um so we kind of transitioned him into we have the the potty on the floor in the dining room then we have the potty on the floor in the hallway next to the bathroom. Then we have the potty on the floor in the bathroom. And now we have the potty separated and up on the big toilet. So he was yeah. still sitting on like the little seat, but mm-hmm. it was on the big toilet. And then we went into now he's just using the big potty with no inserts or anything. So what mm-hmm. we do with the big potty is we sit him as far back as we possibly can. And then I have him hold on to the front of the toilet seat so that he can stabilize himself. Otherwise, he will fall in because yeah. they're so small. <laughs> he's um, like doing a deep squat. <laughs> yeah. But it might help them poop too in the yeah, potty. Yeah, no, like, it's a better posture. <laughs> so you, he like has his legs hanging kind of off the side mm-hmm. and then he's leaning forward. So then he doesn't need a guard because it's just yeah it's pointing, aiming down pointing straight down anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's kind of how we transitioned into the big potty and that was over the course of i think like maybe three Two, to four yeah. weeks yeah oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i a hope lot i of information. as much as no, i could it was really good okay cool. yeah very concise and helpful all right well that's all i have for today <laughs> yeah. for potty thanks training. marcella <laughs> Thank you for all of your wisdom. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for doing the research so we didn't have to. <laughs> Please still go do your own research. I'm not I'm not the potty training encyclopedia. You're over the here. authority on I'm potty not, training now. No. no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, guys. So wrapping up our episode, we're gonna take a quick break and we're also going to be going straight into a clip that we did when we had a girls' night with one of our friends giving us their recommendations. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I don't know about you, but I'm always on the hunt for a convenient shopping experience. However, too much of the stuff we buy today is made without any thought of how it will affect our families and the world tomorrow. 
What if there was an all-around better way to shop, with the convenience that we all want and the confidence that everything is made, packaged, and shipped sustainably? Earth Hero is exactly that. Earth Hero is a one-stop shop for all your sustainable and eco-friendly products. They have so many products ranging from beauty supplies, cleaning products, homeware, clothing, baby essentials, and so much more. Join us today on our sustainable journey by using promo code YOUNGANDWIFEDUP for 10% off your entire purchase. Make sure to click the Earth Hero link on our website at youngandwifedup.com to start shopping today. Okay, guys, it's Gabby, and I'm here in my car, and it's raining, apparently, and I'm here with my friend Jessie, and she's going to be giving us a couple recommendations for today's episode. One is going to be a cleaning hack, and the other one is a cooking hack or like an immunity health hack. So let's start with your cooking hack um hey jesse how are you doing hey good how are you <laughs> um it's raining so i'm doing great okay so my um cooking hack it's not really so much of a cooking hack it's more of a preparation um you know me and gabby we like to do ginger shots yes we do i do one every day or two times a day yeah same or you know ginger lemonade um but so the hack is more of making your own ginger shots because the ones at the stores are so expensive and they're also like how fresh are they we do not know right um but you just get six lemons from the store you know i i prefer to get organic um and then i also get two bags of organic ginger from Trader Joe's and I just soak the ginger you know get the dirt off um, and then put the lemons on um, one of those juicers yeah. and then I put that through a sifter and it goes into a bowl and then I get the ginger and I put that in the blender and then I put like maybe like four or five or six cups of water in there. Mm-hmm. And then I blend it on high until there's nothing, no chunks, just right. liquid. And you know, the pulp will gather, but then I put the sifter over the bowl that has the lemon uh, juice in it. Yeah. And then I pour it over and then I go with a spoon and press into the sifter. Um, and then I put the the mix of the lemon juice and the ginger juice. I put that into one of those glass jars that you usually get organic juice from. Yeah. And then those are my shots for that week. And then if I want to use it to make ginger lemonade, then I'll use from that and add water and sugar. And then that's just like my ginger and lemon for that week and then I'll, I'll do that again the next week. Cool, so you and I, we like it because we like ginger and we like lemons, but also because there's some health benefits. So can you tell us what those health benefits are? Yeah, um, ginger is really good for inflammation and me and Gabby both kind of deal with our own inflammation issues. Yeah. And then um, it's really good for your gut and the lemon is really good for your gut too and it causes your intestines to contract Mm -hmm. so that you can go number two. We all need that, Jesse. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
<laughs> we all need a good poop. <laughs> so, okay, so that's that's your health cooking hack. Can you give us your cleaning hack? So my cleaning hack is me and Gabby both live in a part in an apartment. And um, there's really not much room for a bunch of cleaning products. Products. Yeah. And so because of that, I've kind of had to think like, what is like something that's just one item that I need for cleaning? And like, I don't need to get anything else. I don't need to stuff like anything else in my, you know, under the kitchen sink. Just, just one item that you can clean everything with. Um, and that's vinegar. You know, you can use vinegar to do your laundry. Um, if you're doing one load, then you just add one cup. And then vinegar is also really cheap. You can get a lot of it for $3, like more than a gallon for $3. Yeah, yeah. And then not only that, what you can clean your toilet with it, you know, there's just a lot of things. But not only that, the leftover lemons from the ginger shots, um, I use those to make a cleaning solution so that way my house doesn't just smell like vinegar. I, I put the lemons that are used from the ginger shots in a jar and then I fill up that jar to the top with vinegar and then it smells like really fresh lemon cleaner. Yeah. And you know, I close the lid, I date it and then use it in two weeks. Um, and then nothing goes to waste because with the ginger, I save the pulp to make a big pot of tea. That's awesome. So these are also sustainability hacks yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jessie's crunchy like me and thinks about low waste um, and economical ways that she can be homemaking. So thank you, Jessie, for sharing your tips with yeah, our audience. No problem. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.